Hey, everybody, GCR here. Take off your pants and pour yourself a drink. Get ready to enjoy some GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Welcome to episode 321 of the GeekCast Live podcast. I am your host, CR, and with me, as always, <laughs> Rob Bass. Hi. And Cartoon Joe. We are uh, we're back, and to take a cue from Mike and Mike better than ever, it's 321 <laughs> episodes into uh, what seems like the longest season of all time. The longest year of all time. Uh, just because we're we're caught in some kind of time vortex that won't let us out. Yep. <laughs> time vortex. Yep. Do I have to take if this you had page? that on your bingo card? <laughs> I do want to. I want to continue a conversation that Rob and I were having before hmm. the show that mm-hmm. I would like. I'd like to bring Nick and Joe in on. Yes, uh, I think he's sure. So at Gen Con, there is there is a, like an artisan dice dealer who sells like like this is these are like a set of like classic yeah. D role-playing dice made out of a meteorite mm-hmm. and they or and alligator jawbone right there's there's right. gemstones alligator jawbone dice yeah. for the, the set is uh 312 dollars penis bone of a chimp right yeah. right <laughs> but one of the ones okay. is they have mammoth bone dice and okay. which are awesome. We and were, if I had just like enough capital laying around, well, they, I would absolutely own a set. Like, aren't they like four grand? I think They're so. I think that's about right. Super expensive. Let me uh do a quick Google for, search. For the entire set uh from Artisan Dice, you're looking at two thousand one hundred and seventy-six dollars. Sure. That's a steal. Compared well, to the question, we're assuming. My question was that I asked is is how how does one create the the market for mammoth bone how does one set the mammoth bone price because like rob was saying it's not like there's a a crazy supply economic involved and there's not a demand economic involved it's kind of a stagnant market so how do you you come up with the price price for mammoth bone i have no idea it's a really good question I just Google. Do you think it's a buyer's or a seller's market? I don't know what it is. I feel like it has to be a seller's market because who just has mammoth bone laying the fuck around? If you were LeBron James, would you be trying to buy the world's mammoth bones? Oh, absolutely. Or if you were like Jeff Bezos. Yeah, if I was Jeff Bezos. I would own. (laughs) Find me all the mammoth bones. I want to own them all. Right. And then I would start a park. Yes, you would. <laughs> I would hire the brightest minds from around the world, and we would revive these motherfuckers. <laughs> we would do some science necromancy. You took so long wondering if you could, you didn't stop to think that you should. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Hey, and also, yeah, I, would, I also would this to be on Amazon soon. Our podcast. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. 
Tell me, yeah. give me the give me the brief rundown on that, Rob. That news. Well, so that's so Amazon is getting into the podcasting as, uh, as it's expected. Google just in time, right. right at the peak of podcasting. Well, Google's right. really doubling down on it. <laughs> Joe Rogan just got like his like half a billion dollar deal with Spotify. Um. So why? I mean, why? why are people okay? I don't care. I know <laughs> because there are enough people in the world like us that are putting out content that no. Why, why wouldn't do you try keep and model giving it? Joe Rogan a platform to do anything? Oh, that's an amazing question. Because uh, because he'll talk to one. anybody. That's I was just to say because he'll have <laughs> he'll have on Jordan Peterson and fucking Joe Biden. So it right. he'll talk to anybody, and I think that's the appeal, and that's why he's getting. They want him for his advertising dollars. That's what sure. they, that's what they that's why he's making the money. I th- yeah, I, yeah. I can only true. assume. But anyway, yeah, you can get a woolly mammoth hip joint, which is a pelvis socket and femur end, for between one hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars on UniversalTreasures.com. That's why it. are you? What are you talking that's about? Amazing. So for three hundred dollars, I can get I can get the end of a mammoth femur and the half of the hip that it would go into. Yep. For three hundred dollars. Yeah. Just we have that much laying just, around in our yeah, podcast no, funds right buy, now. Just buy it. Yeah, you can <laughs> buy it right now. You can, you can get teeth for even less. Uh, Why but, are you hesitating? Buy it uh, right but, now. Here's a fun one. A box of partial woolly mammoth bones for $50. You get approximately 10 pounds of bones. Get your ass That's, hurt. I think this is why they charge so much, because nobody knows that you can get 10 pounds of woolly mammoth bones. <laughs> that is not the metric of, that you use for ma- everybody. Mm-hmm. I think people just I don't. I, I, that's, it, I'm doubling down on our point. There is no market for mammoth bones. You get whatever the fuck you want for them. Yeah. No one's saying like, well, they're selling 50 pounds of mammoth bone and like, like assorted mammoth bone ends. For fifty dollars, right. ten pounds. It's like I don't know. It's like produce. I want to know. So how do we? Who's like? Who's verifying these? Are these like USDA grade mammoth bones? <laughs> I guess who does? Who does verify? Like, yep, that's a mammoth bone. Right. Like, mm. how do I know I'm not getting cow or like? Right. Are they, are they rubber stamp like my steaks? Right. Uh, Alan Grant is the person who goes through Does and the mammoth bones? rates them. Yeah, no, well, I mean, many so bones. Website might be fake because uh, <laughs> if you want to contact them, you have to go to uh, Treasures of the Earth Limited, PO Box Five Ten, Hopsopple, Pennsylvania. No, I no. love a good fake Pennsylvania city. No, hold on, I gotta go to I gotta go to Google Maps. Spell Hopsopple. Oh, I'm sorry, Hall Sopple. H O L S O P P L E. Hall Sopple, PA. It's a place. That is a real place. It's just uh, it's it's just outside of Pittsburgh. And when I and say I- when I say just outside, I mean it's more like Altoona. It's nice. not far away from the Quamahope <laughs> Reservoir. How do you even begin what to pronounce this word? What are you saying? Q-U-E-M-A-H-O-N-I-N-G. Oh, that's the, uh, that's the uh, Quamahoning. Amazing. I sent you guys the link, by the way, in Discord Please if you want to check it out. Me. I heard. Okay, that's the fucking the first show title Leaf of the night. My home. I didn't home. say it. He did. <laughs> Wop. <laughs> is, is that even a is it a greeting? Yes, it, oh, yes, yeah. it is. It's, uh, yeah. it's there's an alien greet. There's a certain alien race out there where queef is the word for hello, and 
And the weird thing is, is that did my, Rick Sanchez teach them how to talk? The weird thing is, is that my homie is just the same. In that <laughs> it's, it's a true cognate. It's great. It's really. Is. So, so they they say like queef my homie and be like, yeah, queef. Fuck <laughs> yeah, you would know exactly what they said. You'd just look and be like, and to you, my brother, queef, and also with your spirit. <laughs> Can you imagine what would happen if? If you go to Catholic Mass, it's Easter Sunday, and the priest says, Queef, my homies. <laughs> like, and as they says, hand you the wafer. And everyone else oh, is like, God. And, and queef to you, Father. Damn. Catholic queef wafers, <laughs> I think, would sell. God damn it. <sighs> Wop. I mean, I don't know. Soon to be running up to the, the priest and be like, Father, are you smelling incense right now? <laughs> Does the incense God. smell like burnt toast? <laughs> I thought you were making a queef sign. No, that was a stroke joke. <laughs> that was just a stroke joke. Uh, That's another show title. I'm sorry, guy. That was fucking great. It's, it's so there is, there is a market out there for mammoth bones, apparently. Yeah. Again, it's a small market. Considering how many mammoths have we unearthed? I have no idea. How many mammoths... Did they kill in order to get these bones? Right. How many elephants did they kill? And they were just like, put <laughs> ah, a these are, for it. Call them these are mammoths. Call them mammoth and then sell them. Yeah. Uh, just prove, put some hair me. on it. You're fine. You're wrong. Put some put hair a bird on, it. on it. Why are these bones so hairy? <laughs> Have you seen the really cool, uh, it's a shark vertebrae with a megalodon tooth in it? Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. It's it's like the most like the like the rarest like I don't know if you could say it's the rarest fossil ever because there's like dinosaurs and stuff, but it's it's a it's a like a what what's uh, not Jurassic plesiastic not plesiastic that's a book in the Bible. There's a tw- it's one uh, of those. Paleozoic? Paleozoic maybe? is what I think I'm looking for. It's like that era, like a whale. Like whatever that big fucking thing is in that last Jurassic Park. Uh, you know, are you talking about the Jason uh, Statham Mosasaurus. movie? I think it's a megalodon. I believe it's it's a part. megalodon tooth. I saw that in theaters with my son. What a terrible movie. Megalodon <laughs> tooth? Poor Macklin. Yeah. No, he loves megalodons. And so he was super into it. And he was, sure. I mean, this was like four, it was four years ago. So the kid was like six. He loves megalodons. He does. Yeah. He loves megalodons. Hates pepper. Do you not? He's like a tiger. <laughs> He's like a tiger. I, I'm agnostic about megalodons. You, you just don't. Mm. He doesn't believe in them, but they don't believe in him either. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, no we one's told them of their existence. <laughs> We give each other space. <laughs> you know, uh, I saw a thing the other day. Speaking of dinosaurs, you know, like the, sp- the other day. you know, like the spikes on a Stegosaurus's tail. Sure, sure. Those didn't have a name. They didn't. No. And oh. then uh, the guy who did the Far Side comics, what's his name? Gary Larson. Gar- oh yeah, Gary Larson. He did a Far a Far Side thing where. They showed a picture of them, and there was a guy saying, "Like these are called uh, like Thagadingles, named after Stan Thagadingle." And so <laughs> scientists just said, "Like yeah, that's what we're calling them now, and that's what those are called now." Gary oh, Gary Larson oh, named named that part of the dinosaur. This is 
Oh my god. I need to go through and find out what parts of dinosaurs just, have not been just named. Things on Earth have not and been named. Them. Right. And just oh. a series of video essays. Can you imagine though finding out like like Hey, did you know that the string that you pull to turn a lamp on doesn't have a name? Like they made the whole thing and in the patent there's like an arrow pointing to it and like a question mark. And they just left it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you're like, I'm gonna call them Riddle Bops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shrimply pimple. Yep. <laughs> His atmosphere is ten percent heroin. <laughs> that sounds like a Rick and Morty joke. It was. It is. Hey. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I watched I uh Natalie was on her phone, so the Cubs game ended and I threw an episode of Rick and Morty on. Nice. And she was like, I don't know how you like this show. And I was like, just put your phone down and watch it. And she was like, give me like your best shot. So I went to YouTube and I played her the Sleepy Gary clip. I think that might be the best. <laughs> you, I, maybe we'll see Chewbacca. They're, they're, filming like that. That, they're filming that new Star Wars series down the coast. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh. word, Sleepy Gary. <laughs> That and then the other thing we watched if was, I'm when, not uh, real. was when Gary's, uh, he got kicked out of the house and the wind blows through the grass and it says, I watched an episode today. You watched that episode? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a fucking... So good. It is really good. What else have you guys been watching recently? We watched Umbrella Academy. I watched Umbrella Academy. Joe's been watched. He's done watched it now for two weeks. Yeah. I think. I think it's about right, actually. Um, behind the eight ball. I know. I know that. I know that season one for Joe, he was very, he was very lukewarm at best. I was. I liked it. Um, in comparison to season two, it's it's shit. I'm so happy you feel that way. This is a shite. In comparison to season two, season one is fucking like fecal material that you pick out with your finger. Yeah. <laughs> It's Oops. not good. Yes, it is. In it's the good and Joe Dirt's meteorite. Gross. <laughs> Season two, however, is fucking awesome. And I yeah. think I would like to hearken back to early GeekCast Live, Joe. And I'm ready. you want to do a hashtag review, a spoiler-free hashtag review of season two of Umbrella Academy for Rob and Nick. I would. And our listeners. There's like seven of them. They all want to hear it. Yes. So uh, I, I a clamoring. You can go if you got one. I, uh, hashtag Avengers Assemble. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Uh, hashtag Klaus is God. <laughs> I don't know any of these references. I hope that ends up literally. Mm-hmm. Literally being the case. Uh, hashtag lesbian farmhouse. <laughs> That's a what? Why did I take a drink at that time? <laughs> I don't know. Because now I gotta down. I gotta write down lesbian farmhouse as a show title. Oh, that fun. got me while I was taking a drink. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say um, hashtag magic bullet. Ooh yeah. Uh. Hashtag lavender. <laughs> um, how about uh, how about 
Hashtag. What a, what's what are you gonna say, Nick? I don't know. We're we're being we're giving you very vague spoilers in the forms of hashtags about spoilers season about what? two. Oh, of uh, of, of Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. I'm I've, planning to watch. I've got another one if you're if you Go need ahead. a minute. I don't plan to ha- watch it. So hashtag Fishtronaut. <laughs> I'm so very intrigued by that one. Hashtag. Uh, five forever. Uh, Hashtag culottes. Yes. No. (laughs) Hashtag slaughter in Wisconsin. (laughs) Uh, I got, uh, let's each do one more. Um, uh, and remember, Joe, these are in an attempt to get Nick to watch season two. Oh, okay. So make your last one <laughs> not the one, that, the one that really seals it for him. No pressure. Hashtag Scandinavian assassin. I was I was almost on the exact same page as you. I was going to say hashtag Olga for Olga. Hashtag brotherly hand job nope i'm out <laughs> i get him in i get him in and then i you I had me it for. joe had me, and then you've <laughs> you, you threw me back i'm sorry i'm sorry, sorry it man. is really it is really good though i i can't remember nick if you ever watched season one we I did think you Lindsay did and, and, Lindsay and you were did. and you were very disappointed i wasn't no i wasn't very disappointed i was it was all those ones where we like were hot and heavy for like the first five episodes or so, and then it—I uh, don't remember specifically—but it did something like so whack that we just like, nope. I think that's about as far as we're going to go with that. So we just flat stopped. I don't remember what that was though. It was so corny. But well, this show that, is this season is fucking wacky and fucking wild, and it's unbelievably good it is really good uh i couldn't get natalie to like it couldn't hold her attention during season one and when i said hey i was all excited for season two and she's like i don't want to watch it i'm like we're watching it and by episode two she was like into watching it like phone down paying attention enjoying it laughing so yeah i mean there was really yeah i mean i'm not saying i would ever ever go back to it um i would be up to probably Lindsay, but i I mean i'd be and could probably give it another shot. We're to watch something after Brooklyn Nine Nine is done. I don't have anything. Isn't it sad when you get yourself when you get to the end of something? It really is, especially when it's not over yet. Like yeah. They just haven't released anything new because they had to and scrap the whole season because the world that we live in. We're in this like, <laughs> I like. I'm. That's why I'm glad baseball's back because we were running out of things to watch. Like yeah. just to, to find something that both you. And your partner are engaged in that you both want to watch and you both find interesting is like unicorns. It's, it's so hard to do. There almost should be like some sort of like a media aggregator where like you could both take the same test at the same time and it would tell you what show to watch. Mm. Yeah, that that probably exists, but who knows? Sorry, I'm busy thinking about how that would be. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. 
I know they have. I mean, I think they have ones where like you type in the things you like and it tells you. But yeah, specifically, you know, or even if you took couples. It, well, even if you took it at the same time and it inf- it didn't inform you of your partner's answer, but it it skewed your questioning to try to like sway you one way or the other. Yep, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, or if it was like, um, uh, well, get on that and then make it profitable. You remember it was it was really popular a couple of Done. years ago. Um, no, actually, it was about five years ago uh, because Maddie and I were doing it during the uh, the night the weekend we got engaged. It was that thirty six questions you asked to reignite the passion in your love life or whatever. Right. Like that, but for what series you should watch next? <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I, I'd subscribe. Like nharmony.com. Not where the N stands out. for Netflix. Nope, done. Did you see that Netflix, uh, well, there was the big, the like the paramount Call legal it. change where movie studios can own movie theaters now. Yeah. That, oh. hasn't, that, hasn't, that hasn't been that way for 72 years or something like that. I did not mm-hmm. know that was the connection. So like you're going to have a Netflix theater near you a movie theater where you could go see Netflix original movies. And of course, if other studios wanted to pay to have their movie played in a Netflix studio, they could. Man. Well, Netflix only had the like, like four second Netflix intro. Bob-um. Right. They got Howard Shore to come in and do like a 17 second one for their movies in the movie theater. Which is pretty cool. It's really good. And did you see? I did you didn't see know I Netflix, cared about it. That Netflix bum bum. What that is? No. That sound. That's the sound from season two of House of Cards when Frank finally gets to the White House and he wraps his knuckle on the desk twice. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. It's it's that sound. And so they took their like arguably their their best original, their first really acclaimed original series and took the iconic sound from it and made it the Netflix sound. Huh? Yeah. That's fascinating. Really cool. I knew that they were considering some weird goat noises initially for that, for, for like that sound bite. I feel like I read an article on that (laughs) recently and it was really weird. Like of all the things that you would pick, why would you synthesize goats? But well, they want to be the greatest makes, of all time. Makes, well, you know what? God damn it! If that's not the right answer, I don't know what is. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Pretty strong. Oh. Oh. So anyway, Umbrella Umbrella Academy season two was real good, and I'm mad that season three isn't already out. You watched all of season two, all right? Just yep. taking a piss. I'm washing my hands. <laughs> yeah, I was just changing a bike chain and my hands all greasy. Well, it, it took me so long to watch season one. Uh, I remember you guys wanted to talk about it for weeks and it took me that long to watch it. And so I decided that this time I was going to be the first one to finish it. So. That is unusual. You're not usually a leader in a clubhouse on mm-hmm. new series. Is, is good for you. I, I don't have as much going on. It's true. Were you participating in the rampant looting that required all the bridges to be raised on it? No, I didn't even know about it until the next day. Oh, we're burning bridges? Lots of them. Yes, Bo, Jeff, 
Luke, <laughs> Luke, uh, Madison. The of, songs that connect of Madison County. Mm-hmm. London. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Brooklyn. We could keep going. Jackson Street. Pedestrian. Who's the guy that played uh, the math learning center? <laughs> the math learning center bridge. I just googled bridges. <laughs> the math learning center. <laughs> you cracker. <laughs> that famous. That. F- <laughs> Jesus. That's fucking. Good. <sighs> Can I get disconnected? Fucking great. No, you're here. No. Oh, good. Great stuff. Should should we, th- we should we throw in the plugs right about now so we can talk about uh, what the thing I wanted to talk about? No. No? Okay, we can Fans- talk about fucking anything. Football. I, don't, I don't care what we talk about. Is that what you football? want to talk about, right? Fantasy it's not football. what I want to. I mean, I'll talk about fantasy football all day. And, uh, I thought that's what you wanted to talk about. Nope. Because you didn't want to talk to me about it offline, so I figured you want to talk about it in public. Mm. I'll talk about it in public. Ludacris is talk, also I'll, a bridge. I'll talk it to you. I'll talk about it uh, anywhere with you. I love fun as a fool. Um, so uh, what's, uh, what's your draft plan for this year? I don't have one. Wait, are they they're going through with uh, the whole football thing? Well, all the professionals are, apparently. No one else is. Interesting. Yeah. Are Ryan they... Ryan is commissioner of the greatest... Are they attempting to do any sort of, like... Bubble or something? Are they just opening up and running football again? Or I believe, I believe like the NFL plan the... is to just play football. Uh, like Neat. No bubble, no... Nothing like, but baseball doesn't have a bubble either. But they've also had like the Cardinals of the Cubs are now like 12 and three, so they played 15 games. The Cardinals have played five games, damn, because they've just been fucking rampant with COVID throughout their entire system. And so they're they're 10 games behind everyone else, and they have to get 60 games in by a certain time. So well, this seems they're, they're, they're the Cardinals. They're a dirtier class of citizens. So that's true. At a they certain don't wear point, masks, they don't wear condoms. They're just fucking dirt. They live in Missouri. At a yeah. certain point, they won't be able to. I mean, I don't see how it like at a certain point you haven't played enough games. You're just your season's over. Yep. I don't think. I would but, hope. Are they I don't know what that number is. Limp into the playoffs with some high winning percentage, having not only played 28 games. Right, I don't. I don't. I mean, that's that's what I'm afraid of is that they'll have the eighth highest winning percentage because they, but they just haven't played as many games. So despicable. Yeah, it seems like I don't know. It just seems so very skewed. Any way that you slice that, and it seems like inevitably, if there's not going to be any sort of like precautionary measures that are taken for the NFL, like they've done with the NBA. <laughs> Uh, it's inevitably going to happen there as well without like, I'll give it a game. Well, I'll give it the first testing, night of football. They're testing protocols Constantly. are extremely stringent. So they're not going to get it from each other. And this is not going to be any fans. Mm. You know, that's their, their premises. I think they, I think a professional organization with those kind of funds could keep it. 
what they're what they're yeah, actually doesn't say. Baseball right also up, have right up until one of the players decides he really wants wings from the strip club. Right. I That's, totally agree. I mean, yeah. one one knucklehead could take the whole house. Well, like now. the Indians, the Indians had to take one of their pitchers and like sit him for five games because he broke protocol. He did something. He broke a. He did something that he wasn't supposed to do. He left the team, hotel. Cardinal Is that what he did? He left the yeah. hotel. Yeah. And so he had to be. I mean, he risks their entire clubhouse at that point. So, so he's quarantined to his hotel room watching Mad About You reruns for five All days. it's going That's to take it. is uh, something like that to happen at an NFL level. And I, I just don't know how it works. Because there's, there's only, I mean, it's a much shorter season than baseball. Right. You can't play every day. So it's one a week. So if you miss one week, it's kind of a bitch. Yeah, and it's, it's a much more contact-oriented sport, correct? Too. So, I mean, if anybody, if anybody slips through the cracks, because I mean, so far as I'm aware, most of those tests are still like between like seventy and eighty percent accurate, which means that all it takes is like a couple of bad tests, and now you've got somebody oh, that's on the line tackling somebody else breathing well, on them I mean, the spitting NBA on them is more intimate sure, than football yeah, yeah, yeah. they've managed to keep it right but the nba well, is also of... taking the extra precautionary steps right. of the nba is building under, its own bubble right the nba is under a bubble that's it's totally different than what the nfl is planning on doing right so i mean i don't disagree I don't, that it's I don't, more contact oriented on the nba i don't know how because and that's you know you want to talk about fantasy football what happens when you set you know, you draft a player and you put them on your team and you put the team together and you got your roster going into a weekend. And then the Indianapolis Colts have, uh, they have to, sh- their whole, they've got the 40 people on their team that test positive and they're not playing the Steelers that Sunday. Now what? Now you, you're fucked because COVID, like the random COVID role. Right. Well, you how, have do you, to how do you, how do you, can well, Corona well, be on. my flex? Well, here's the answer. Uh, well, as commissioner, Ryan, you should already have an answer. I potentially plan as a leader. Again, as I've said now a hundred times, <laughs> I'm not the commissioner. I hadn't of heard. The Wait, hold on. I hadn't heard this. Yeah, I'm not commissioner. I thought I thought we figured out you were going to at least get the draft plan, and then somebody else would commission after that. I don't know how else to tell you, other than to say again, I am not the commissioner. Of the Commissioner League. Wait, so but yes, uh, I, I, I'm hearing you. But are you going? But are you not then willing to orchestrate a draft and then hand off said commissionership? I'll happily show up to someone else's draft and happily play in the league with a plum and a stout heart. Oh, so there's there has not yet been like and a, a coronation, and a, a steadfast steadfastness. Do you coronate? There's a you coronate commissioners. commissioners. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that explains the rod. But you will not assist in in any logistics. Um, this is on public. uh, This is on national radio. No, (laughs) I, I, I don't. International. I never got any assistance with any of anything else early when I was the commissioner (laughs) in the fucking previous ten years. 
I had to harangue 15 other guys for a fucking weekend or a date, the draft work, plan a draft order, put all the players in, set the league up, send out invites. But I you got all the glory. I didn't. I got no fucking glory. I got yelled at for fucking two weeks by like everybody in the world that I love. I got called like an unethical scumbag. I got called a fucking liar and a cheat. So fuck off. I'm not the yeah. <laughs> Fantasy football's the best. Oh god. Not to mention all the work I had to do to fix all the shit. So no. Um, I. Anyone else who wants to be commissioner, or if we want to appoint like a commissioner emeritus who isn't in the league but is the commissioner, that's fine. We can find cool with a commissioner, it. but somebody's got to plan a draft. Yeah, the commissioner. <laughs> you are a just, just like the commissioner, but... just like the commissioner. Me had to do for the previous fucking twelve seasons. <laughs> No one else did that. I did all of that. Why would I do all the fucking actual work? And because you are be the, the treasurer of the Benton County Syndicate. So I ain't the tre- I ain't the treasurer. I'm not collecting anybody's money for this year's fantasy football. That would be the commissioner's job. <laughs> Which I think you'd be good at. So you should do. It. I don't live in Benton County, so I'm not I, allowed I don't, to have the job. I, I, didn't, you don't need I, to. I didn't know you had to. We live in the future. Well, since the league is 80% in Benton County, it only makes sense that somebody there would orchestrate the logistics and the money. In a a 16-team league, there are four people who live in Benton County, just so you know. So I don't know where your 80% is because there's only four. uh, Agree to disagree. Fine. <laughs> I I know where people live. <laughs> Apparently, you don't. Well, you were the commissioner for like Something a decade. Well, yeah, you were so. the commissioner. Yeah. yeah, but hey. Commissioner. Commissioner. Uh, you have to have uh, multiple IR spots, the answer to the original question. You have to have that IR would... spots on your lineup that you can dump uh covid players onto for the week that would absolutely oh, no that i would think you misunderstood my question to do that yes my question was can coronavirus covid19 be my flex can is i he, draft is he designated as COVID? a running back or wide receiver right it would depend on mm, what he was designated i as. think so well it's what does yahoo say that's what matters mm, let me check continue talking amongst yourselves while i, I think I think also because it depends on transmission, right? Hold on. No, hold on. Is it the rookie coronavirus out of BYU or is it the guy who got drafted (laughs) two years ago? He would would have to be from BYU. He would be. Yeah. Because if you don't think the coronavirus is a white guy, you're fucking wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but all right. Flip side, though. How many babies born in the last four months have been given the trendy name of Corona or in some way? Oh, and I God. guarantee that the demographic is less Caucasian. <laughs> Not only that, no, it's all Caucasian. Is it? I think so. Well, then, then they definitely went to BYU. And how many of those kids named Corona or COVID are spelled with like K's? Oh, or yeah. Q-U's. Yeah, you know there's a kid out there who's Q-U-O-V-I-D, and they call him COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the fucking most disgusting thing I've ever said. Yeah, that happens, and your kid should be taken away from you. Yes, because his middle name, because you know his middle name's like like Timothy. 
No, yeah. it's, it's the digits one and nine. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm, mm, it's just one and nine. It's, it's, O-N-E-N-I-N-E. It's Q-U. One nine. I was going to say X-V-I-I-I, but yes. Right. I think it's X-I-X, isn't it? It is X. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know my Roman numerals. It's pronounced. I did. I did long form. Angel. Was that a shark it's angel? I, 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 I. What? I thought someone said shark angel. Okay. Shark, shark angel. angel, but I might as well have said shark angel. I wrote I wrote down that, shark angel as a fucking. As a it's not title. a show title. It's the answer to the question for the second half of this show. That's my character. <laughs> oh, shark angel. Yes. Well, Segway slash spoiler alert slash segue. Like you've done this before. Let's put the plugs in right here. There you go. Joe, can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever been in the market for like a a really well thought out but haphazardly designed t-shirt? I am constantly in the market for a well thought out haphazardly designed t-shirt. You know where you can get them? No. gcl.threadless.com. You're telling me I can get a well thought out but poorly designed T-shirt at gcl.threadless.com. That's what I'm, dude. That's exactly what I'm telling you. gcl.threadless.com. If you go to that website, that's what you'll find. Huh? Hey, Rob, you want to talk about our good buddies over at waywardraven.com? ASAP and Alex, I'd love to. Those are the same My person. God. A7 Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Also great people. Split personalities, multiple personalities. Either way, it's our go-to spot for cool gear, novelties. uh, Signed horsemen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All manner of horsemen. At least four of them. Uh, Original projects, very cool stuff. Um, Longtime friends and supporters of this show. We love their work, and you can find them and their quality products at waywardraven.com. And you can use our special discount code, Rob. What is it? It's Neckbeard. It is Neckbeard. Go there, and you can receive a certain amount of money off your purchase. Check them out today. Right now. Like now. Fucking go. We'll wait. We won't. Yeah, no. Wayward, Wayward Raven. With a V dot com. Neckbeard. Discount code. Discount code. Neckbeard. Holla. Okay, so. And we're back. As as Nick so professionally done in the first half. What I want to do in this ridiculous exercise is I want to create like an absurd comic book superhero universe, right? I don't care if the cities they play in are fake, like Metropolis and Gotham, or if they're just in New York and Chicago. I don't care. Your call. What I've asked you guys to do is bring me an absurd hero and an absurd villain. And you're not limited to one of each. Bring as much thunder as you want to bring. But this is the basis of our heroes and rogues in this absurd Geek Cast Live comic book world. So well, here's what I need help. Whatever with. you is, speak is into Shark truth. Angel, my hero or my villain, because I didn't get that mm. far. I think Shark Angel's your hero. 
I think yeah, so too. I think so too. His and angel it, shark, his nemesis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're twins. <laughs> like Tomax and Zaymont. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are they ninjas? Or Remus and Romulus. One's a Are pirate. One's ladies? a ninja. One oh. went pirate. One went ninja. Which one is the which? So Shark Angel is your hero. Is he the ninja? He is, and his and his twin brother separated at birth. With the reverse name, uh, went pirate. Angel shark. Did they get named before they were separated? Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Nothing to do with their skill set. Not at all. I guess it's Pykel. <laughs> <laughs> Is any of them, do they have like, does shark angel like, Look like a shark, or not or at all? He just a, he's just a human, and they named the mom said his name will be Shark Angel. Yes, and that's then the exactly second one is. came out, and they said he identifies. Another, he identifies boy. As snake devil, is, but on his like his driver's license, which is nice. Weird. And then, uh, and then the another boy came out, and she said, "Name that one the reverse of the first one." Yeah, hold his name up to the mirror. Angel shark. Right. Well, one was well, one was born with blonde eyes and blue hair, and the other one was born with blue eyes and blonde hair. I think if you so. hold angel shark or shark angel up to a mirror, it's like legna harshish. But I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't speak parcel tongue. Right. Yeah, but you're not. You're not a doctor. <laughs> but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> What's really weird is if you hold them up to the light, it's the uh, the symbol of the U.S. mint appears on his chest. Like the plant? No, like the peppermint. <laughs> no, like the seal for the treasury. <laughs> for the treasury. It's like it's a watermark. It's a very poor Ben Franklin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking watermark. I didn't go absurd enough. I didn't. You I didn't, didn't go I... with a shark angel angel shark? No, <laughs> no I Sorry. did not. I did not go with Shark Angel, Angel Shark. I I went with um, uh, it's it's Dan Aykroyd's character from Dragnet. Oh, Joe Friday. But he's Detective Devin Conroy of the Dream Police, and 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 he he polices thought crime. Nice. A Tom Cruise movie. Yes. And and a Philip K. Dick novel. <laughs> <laughs> Look at yeah, yes. I think that was future crimes. It's, sure. Yeah, this isn't future crime. This isn't minority report. Oh. Uh this is uh it's like dream crime. So like if you if you have a dream that like fuck it weird dream, I murdered my boss. You <laughs> he will arrest you. For murdering your boss in your dreams. Right. Seems kind of dick. The hero, the hero of uh, obsessive girlfriends everywhere. He went to a sleep study one time. Never woke up. Was drafted into the Dream Police, where now he's a detective sergeant in the uh, 13th precinct. I love uh, that. That's yeah, he's, he's Detective Devin Conroy, Dream Police. Nice. And he always says his full title and name. It's like a prequel to uh, R.I.P. Patrol or whatever the name of that movie yeah, was. Yeah, the, the R.I.P.D. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but but it, it's a better movie. Yeah, because I don't I don't cast Jeff Bridges as Rooster Cogburn. Right. So, 
hilarious. Yeah, uh, I'm go past. I don't have a. I, I need a different. I need a totally different uh, bad guy because it's just not absurd enough. So, so somebody else go so I can think. Of uh, mine, my hero is Thorpe, son of Terry. <laughs> And Terry, you guys may recall, is the uh, the owl that rules over the fourth dimension. You may sure, recall. Of course, recall yeah. that. Uh, so Terry's power, uh, not Terry, Thorpe's power as the son of Terry is he can see into the fourth dimension. So if he, if he wants to, if he focuses real hard, he can see you as uh, a time snake that stretches from baby to dead. And that's his power. What? That's that's all. It, you can he can use it sometimes to figure out like what you're gonna do with your life, but it's super indistinct and hard to tell because like if you look at any part of a snake, it's hard to tell what the rest of the snake is doing. So that's his Was power. Was it a, dr- a dream snake? No, just a regular. It's, just, it's it's like how Klaus can see dead people. Oh, if somebody said dream snake, I was going to say because I know all about Detective Devin Conroy, the dream snake. <laughs> knows all about the dream snake. <laughs> no, it's, it's like 99% useless power. He can't even, he can't use it on himself, only other people. <laughs> so. Wild. That is wild. Terry, son of, son of Thorpe. Mm, Thorpe, son of Terry. Oh, sorry, Thorpe, son of Terry, the owl Naturally. that guards the fourth plane. Right. His mm-hmm. name is Terry. Yeah, he's an owl. Duh. Oh, clarifier. Yeah. All owls are named Terry, except for the one that's not. I can't. We tell don't. If you're really, sh- if you're really on tonight, or if you're really tripping. We don't speak of his. We name. don't. We don't know yet. Huh. I think I'm really on tonight, but I think you are too. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh Rob, give me a hero or a villain. Uh well, my hero's name is Raymond. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ma! Ma! Uh he is a uh 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 high schooler who has gotten the uh, magic powers of star magic. Yeah. Nice. It's doubly magical because I said it twice. The magic powers of star magic, yes. Right. It's basically like the Green Lantern Corps except a bunch of uh, Doctor Stranges. And... Nice. Yeah, yeah. And he fights a a magic gate. That's his... The fractal gate's his bad guy. It's just, it's just a, big, a gate. It's just a fucking gate. Right. He's just trying to figure out how to get a door to work with space magic, and he's really struggling. Perfect. Lost member of Vox Machina. It'll be cool when I get all these on a poster. Foiled, foiled again by a door. <laughs> shark Angel versus Angel Shark. A guy that I well, a, a guy. in the crossover comics. There, the I mean, there, the potential there is limitless. Well, what happens? Shark when Angel sh- and Raymond. When does take- when does Shark Angel meet Sharp Angle? <laughs> he bumps into the table. <laughs> Who is an Olympic wrestler? Yep. Yes. Yep. The table is my villain. <laughs> Thwarted by tables door. Is, he has the magical power to hold things up to stop them from hitting the floor. <laughs> I love that one video where. 
it's the guy who's sitting there looking at like his end table and his <laughs> wife comes in she's like what are you doing he's like you won't believe it but like every time i leave my clothes on this table at night when i wake up in the morning they're fucking like clean yes. and folded <laughs> and the wife's like, are you serious he's like i'm fucking dead serious and then it's obvious that it's her who's doing it. And then mm-hmm. the, cop, the cops are there because he calls the cops. And the guy's like, I got the same fucking table at home, man. <laughs> and I'm with you. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wives. <sighs> I love imagining that he's a professional wrestler and he talks like the boulder from Avatar. The table the stands in your way. <laughs> <laughs> Shark Angel. The table is going to break you. <laughs> Shark Angel. <laughs> All every one of these people are voiced by Macho Man Randy Savage. The table brought your friends together for a delicious meal of poison. <laughs> so strange. My villain. His name is is Poison Wine. Poison or Poison? Poison. Okay. His name's Wine Poison. There it is. He owns a bodega. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. His thing is... Oh, that wasn't his thing? <laughs> 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 By the power of my bodega. <laughs> nope. He has a bodega that's much like Howl's Moving Castle. And so. Oh, yes. But the demon is a bodega cat. The demon is a. Dude. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. You see where I'm going at here? Mm. Yes. yes. The demon is the bodega cat. And he's na- his, name's, his name's Wine Poison. He's a bad guy. <laughs> who has a. <laughs> yes. Yep. I love it. 100%. I love That's it. I love I the wanted. concept. He almost, he, he like Baba Yaga's into any bodega. Yeah. <laughs> Luring helpless, hapless, excuse me, hapless tourists to their doom. <laughs> to their doom. Where he's, he's got like a bodega their, siren? They Yes, the cat is a bodega siren and it feasts on Damn. the souls of the hapless. <laughs> That's a thing. Uh-huh. That is a thing. Wine with an H. Yeah. Poison with a U. No, is that his is that his Christian name? Is that his given name? That's that is his given <laughs> name. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> Shit. He is most certainly Christian. <laughs> That's so good. Oh God! Gonna fucking write down demonic bodega cat. It's a lot happened there last ten months. Does the cat have a name? We need to delve into. We need to break this down you more. Are more yeah. about the cat. Uh, does the cat have like a like a like a straight chalk cat name like Garfield? Hmm. Like wine cellar or oh. Garfield, Garfield, the fluffer nutter, Humphrey, fluffer. I hope that it's no, it, it's, 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 it's Humphrey it, fluffer nutter, yes, the bodega siren. Yeah. 
I want t-shirts of oh this made stat. I want an entire I want an entire comic series about I want like Humphrey I want Fluffer. A, I want a Lego and set like a of the Cheshire Bodega. cat and a scarf. <laughs> yeah. Real judgy. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Fucking judgy eyed. Yeah, speaks, speaks perfect. Sire. Speaks in that sing-songy Cheshire Cat English. Mm-hmm. And he sits outside of, and he does that to lure people into the bodega, where the bodega itself uh, feasts on their soul, and that's how it sustains itself. Nice. That yep. Really, seems Humphrey Wallace to me. Humphrey Fluffernutter, the Bodega and, Siren. And why? No, I feel like soon. Mm. I, f- I feel like Humphrey needs his own antagonist or yeah, hero he's got sorts. his own standalone series. Yes, yeah. yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. I want this to be like a net a Netflix spinoff, like the three seasons, two probably because they'll cancel it thereafter. <laughs> I don't think yeah. Wine Poison is real. I think he's part of the Bodega construct. Oh, so the the Bodega and Wine Poison, the guy who's behind the counter at the Bodega. Are all part of the magical bodega ran by Humphrey Fluffernutter, the sassy uh, Billy Eichner, crafty and cat. <laughs> yeah, but it's Billy Eichner. Yes, <laughs> yes, but, yes, but, absolutely. But, but like mixed with your guy that you love so much that no one else really likes, John Mulaney. It's it yes. might be it, it not might John be. Mulaney. We like John Mulaney, the English chap. <laughs> The what? The, you like, the, the English guy you like so much. Fred Armisen? Fuck you. Who's the English The fat one with the beard. Oh, uh, Robert Baratheon. Yes. <laughs> he speaks with the brogue of Robert Baratheon. I honestly don't know who you're talking about. I feel like he was in I mean, he was in the um the the evening with uh Beverly Lufflen. Oh, it's 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 uh Matthew Barry. Yeah, yes, it's, it's him. Jackie Daytona. He speaks with that kind of a, a <laughs> no, it's, yes. Yes. No, it's, it's, no, it speaks just like him because it's voiced by him in the cartoon. That's where it's at. See, I'm, oh, we I'm have Billy Eichner that. doing all of the mocap for the cat. <laughs> Billy Eichner is the voice of Fine Poison. That's where yeah. that's yeah. where going. But the but Humphrey Fluffernutter. <laughs> the sushi. <laughs> because yeah, if, if Nutter is voiced by your boy. If you can't picture Matthew Barry voicing a, a sassy Cheshire <laughs> yes. bodega cat with a scarf, I can absolutely who's trying picture to it. lure hapless tourists into its bodega for to devour. I don't, I don't like know, that guy, but I knew I knew his calling when I heard it in my brain. <laughs> I fucking love everything about this. Come I feel like buy some chips. <laughs> that fat English guy you like, Ryan. Robert Brandon. <laughs> yep. That's, I honest yep. to God. John Mulaney. Okay. I don't know. John Mulaney. I couldn't the... think of the name John Mulaney. <laughs> Comic reference. I feel like I feel like the antagonist has to be somebody from the public health department. That knows everything about this bodega is not on the up and up. But like just can't, can't you can't just have a cat it. in here. Like, <laughs> like, well, like first of all, like its address, like the building to its left is 100 East Street. The building to its right is 102 East Street. Uh, it's 101 and a half. And a half. But, and a, but right, and so it's like your address. 
and the Cheshire Cat's like, <sighs> 101 and 7 fifths. This is my place. And my mail gets delivered here. <laughs> Which Hunter General? You're very toxic, but. <laughs> Leech Shiflet. Did you say Witch Hunter General? Yeah. Leech Shiflet. Is that his title or that's his. That, that, that whole thing's his title. That's, that's, his, that's his whole name, but he's also a health inspector. <laughs> What's his Jesus. animal side does, he, does he just moonlight as a witch it's hunter? It's a rat terrier. Yes. Who has had all his. Well, he was, he was born into a family of witch hunters, and it has served him well in hunting down the, the demon bodegas. Yeah, but there's, there's no there's money more? in it. Because there's more than one of them. Right, but there's no money in it, so he's got to <laughs> so do his job as, as health right. inspector. So he's, all, and he's, a, he's a health inspector. He also moonlights as a, uh, one of them parking cops. So he's yes. funding his own independent demon bodega hunt through yes. being a public health worker? Yep, got to write that yep. down. Demon nothing, bodega hunt. Nothing about that doesn't check out. <laughs> no, that's, that's how. If I was looking to make some quick cash to fund my bodega hunting schemes, as a public servant, I would become. A- <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Lines up perfectly, right? Like, cause, right? Because if you're a health inspector, you're checking out demon bodegas anyway. Right, and I mean that's a solid eight to five. That still gives you, you know, plenty of hours to go actually hunt of, them. Of paid. <laughs> Who voices Leaf Shiflet in the? In the in the cartoon, so you got you got Matthew Barry as the voice of Humphrey Fluffernutter. You've Sam got Sam Elliott. You've got was, Sam Elliott. I was close. I was going to say John. Um, who's who's Ron Mulaney? I'm, I'm going John Mulaney. Are you trying to think of John Mulaney? <laughs> he does uh, Robert Baratheon. No, he also voices Archer. H. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin. <laughs> He also voices the can of mixed vegetables in Wet Hot American Summer. That's a meta blast. Ah. The only guy guy in Hollywood ever can of mixed vegetables. God. This thing took a life of its own. I didn't this, expect to spend this so much time. This is the story time. that I wanted us to tell tonight. I didn't <laughs> storyboard so much time on it. It really is. I can see. I see. Just like Rob said, originally slated for a three-season run, they cancel it after two. It gets revived later on a different platform because it's like a mm-hmm. a cult. Amazon a cult favorite. That, like it's originally yeah. Netflix. Netflix drops it after two. It's a. Uh, a rare miss by Netflix because they just didn't see what was going on, and then it gets picked up by like Hulu. They Hulu's failed. got some good weird shit happening. They yeah. failed to zero in on the uh, the budding chemistry and the dichotomy between the Cheshire Cat and the Rat Terrier. Mm-hmm. Well, they fall in love. <laughs> there it is. Is the, is the Rat Terrier voiced by uh, uh, the guy who plays Beverly Laughlin? Mm. Yeah. He was also Is, is that his name? John Mulaney. I just call him Daryl. Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. Is it? What's close? I, 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 know it's, I know it's not She McBride. No, it's like uh, Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Not Craig. Morgan. That's I think the it's wrong Craig guy. Robinson. I always sure. just call him Daryl. Yeah, I, you had me at Daryl. Which is a shame because he's really funny. Or he, uh, he Stephanie Beatrice, or whatever her name is, who plays from uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, mm. I think she's be fun. Or, 
who's who plays Gina Linetti? Chelsea Peretti. Chelsea Peretti. Chelsea Peretti. She needs Chelsea Peretti voices the Rat Terrier. One hundred percent. Who? And it's, we... it's just her character too from the show in Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's yeah. not a new spin. It's not a new take on Chelsea Peretti. Right. No, it's just just her. Right. Uh, can we get Rafi to play some homeless guy that just sits by the bodega? Jason, what's his name? Matsukas? Momoa. Jason, Jason Matsukas yeah, yeah. is also a construct of the bodega. Yeah, yes. just a homeless Feinstein? guy who's constantly sitting outside. Yes, of it. Yeah. yes Dennis Feinstein. Can he exactly. be played as like Dennis Feinstein? <laughs> yes, but Dennis Feinstein, the homeless man. <laughs> Which is who's very which is what, what movie does he do that in? Hold on, he's uh, John Wick, John Wick three. Jason, oh my god, he is in John Wick three as the homeless guy, as the homeless like. Uh, so this character, so you realize, you realize that this bodega then exists in the John Wick universe. It is. Yep. So, so ultimately, ultimately, the, it falls under the brain trust of one Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Yes. He's, he's the overlord of all the demon bodegas. And that's why when he took like the like the dagger of many knives to kill him with his birds. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> the dagger of many knives <laughs> to kill him with wielded by Dirk Dagger Knife. <laughs> <laughs> also in the universe. Yes. Yep. He didn't he didn't um uh he didn't die. He just absorbed himself back into his bodega. <clears throat> which which gave him sustenance and healing. The fact that John Wick exists in the same universe as Humphrey Fluffernutter is I mean, it's incredible. I think it could be more natural. Especially since supposedly the John Wick universe and the Atomic Blonde universe are the same universe. Oh, really? We're doing I, we're this thing has gone in places that I well suppose it's, that's it's like Timmyverse esque. It's not official, but supposedly they're they're trying they're thinking about doing like an Atomic Blonde meets John Wick movie. Nice, interesting. Confirming that they exist on a Saint Elsewhere. So. I can't believe we made this thing. I did. I, I wouldn't. I can't I believe we made this it was, thing. It was Jason. I didn't think he would be the thing that connected us to John Wick. <laughs> Lo and behold, here we are. But and I like. We just have to get. We could convince Keanu to do just a cameo. Oh yeah, just a cameo as. Yeah. Well, he's like you absolutely about that. You could write him a really nice letter with this episode, like on a flash drive, and say like, "Hey, please listen this." Please listen to this episode. We came to this conclusion naturally. Yeah. Or Six degrees of so, Baratheon. We would, so love natural, natural. We, would love, we would love to have John Wick, your character, your likeness, appear in this animated show. So and when John, and when John Wick pops into the, the bodega scene, then what cameo then does Alex Winter have? Alex, well, I Alex Winter plays um because if well, keanu's I, coming as john wick <laughs> keanu's coming as bill and ted yes are you saying that all keanu reeves movies are in the same universe naturally i, I organically yes i'm saying anywhere keanu goes right uh alex winter must go since they're doing the new bill and ted movie so the john wick cameo would just it would have to lead to some sort of alex winter cameo 
Right. So. And, 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 and since Alec Winter is not Barry Pepper, you can't go there. Which is what oh, I originally. He's not Barry Pepper. He's not Barry Pepper. So you have, have to Barry go... Pepper playing you... Ted. <laughs> you could either have Alex Winter show up as Ted, or Alex Winter show up from his character in Freaks. Oh, I was gonna say or have Lost Barry Boys, Pepper show up works. as Ted, which I'm also fine with. <laughs> I was thinking that when John Wick senses that there's something wrong with this bodega, <laughs> it's because he runs into Constantine who would definitely know that it's a demon bodega. <laughs> mm. And since Constantine and John Wick are the same person, hmm? both played by Keanu Reeves. Well, Constantine's like the angel capitalist that, that funds the bodegas. <laughs> they have to have started cash. I thought that was Shark Angel who did well, they, the angel capitalist. But they, they, give, him, uh, they give him free cigarettes. Walks in like he owns cracks a 40, drinks two sips, pours the rest out, grabs a pack of cigarettes, walks out. Yep. And then the bus from Speed rolls by and 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 picks up the bodega. This is getting Eddie Murphy esque. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, except I I thought you were going to do what you did like six episodes ago and call Eddie Murphy Tyler Perry and we all just let it ride. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, because it's this I I, I actually uh, it's the same shtick they just play every character in a movie right so. it's fair it's fair I'm now convinced this is just one of the realities in the matrix yep yeah matrix six Matrix 6, Bodega style. Bodega style Matrix. Well, well, which brings you back to Lawrence. So. Right, yes. exactly. All the stars connect. It's, it is cyclical. They say. It's like single serving, lukewarm. <laughs> Read that part again with a bitch put her mouth on my porch. <laughs> that, was, that was the bear being read that story. But anyway. <laughs> What a weirdo! Well, guys, we you did haven't, it. You haven't seen you haven't seen that fucking uh, deal where it's it's a guy reading Goldilocks to a bear, and the bear says, "That was great. Read me that part again where the bitch burns her mouth on my porch." <laughs> no. Uh, out of context, I can see why you guys went. Yeah, Ryan. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's absurd. I'm in. You did great. You did great there, son. Good job. <laughs> Fucking. Let's, let's have a game of catch. I, I love this show. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone else. Uh, I love it. I like to think uh, Louis Anderson voices Terry, <laughs> the fourth dimensional owl. From the grave? <laughs> Yeah, he is died. He, or is he doing did he do digital Louis well, Anderson? Constantine breaks the fourth wall and brings back Louis Anderson from the dead. Did he die? Did he die? I don't even know. I think forever ago. Am I wrong? No, years, years yeah. active. Eight, nineteen eighty-four to present. The only thing I know about Louis Anderson is in the in the TV show is it Baskets? Yeah. Yes. He plays my grandma Snedden. He does. <laughs> wow. And I love him for it. If I to, if you were to cast the movie of my life, nailed it. Bundabar. 
what is he doing these days? I think he's on baskets. If and he's on, on baskets. The show. Is that um, doing better than I thought? Baskets with this maybe the single greatest scene in television history when they're sitting at the diner and they ask, who's the guy that who's the lead in that? What's his name? I keep wanting to say Constantine Maroulis. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. That's, that's it. Zach Galifianakis orders. They ask him what he wants to drink, and he says he wants a tab. And they're like, sir, we don't have tab. And he asks for like a like a mango diet. Like a yeah. He's like, oh oh, you don't have tab. That's cool. I'll have a, a mango Fanta. <laughs> and, and they're like, we don't have a mango Fanta. And he says, okay, I'll just have a Pepsi too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. Cubs win. Oh, yeah. Baskets yeah, to 2019, yeah. Drunk History in 2016, Funny You Should Ask is 2017 to present. Uh, mm-hmm. He plays Ralph in Young Sheldon and Bob in Search Party. Both in the chair. Young, young Sheldon's still a thing, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, fucking 2020. Fucking get out of here. I thought Shit. they were done with it, but apparently not. Guys, that was better than I expected it to be. I'm so glad. Sometimes I amaze myself. Well, amaze us further by telling us what you're geeking on this week. Uh, I am just about finished with Legend of Korra, finally, the sequel series to Avatar The Last Airbender. So I'm like halfway through the, the finale, the, the series finale, which has been very solid. It took a it, it was a slow start in the series, but uh, they they definitely the writing gets much better. The animation for it's awesome. Um, so I'm I've been geeking on that quite a bit. Very awesome. And Buddhism. I've been doing a lot of research into Buddhism oh, here nice. lately. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy Buddhism. Yeah. Good philosophy on life. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. I like. I've mostly been looking at it for like you know uh, inspiration Gunji. for yeah yeah Gunji like uh, a bunch of mythology and like the the roots in it and stuff. But it's there's a lot like of really Questlove? like fascinating stories there. What's that like? Like Questlove? Yeah. Exactly like Questlove. Mm-hmm. I don't even know Questlove. what that means. I just want to fit in. I thought he said <laughs> the roots were involved. Yeah, the roots. Gotcha. Yeah. I was picking up what you were putting down. It was a stretch. Yeah, that I was missing me. it. It missed me. That's on me. Nick, I, what about you? I'm no what Keanu. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> oh, I was putting together a bike earlier. I'm gonna. I'm gonna nice. on the. Uh, shoot, I'm gonna go with the low hanging fruit because it's what I was doing earlier today and all yesterday. Uh, trying to soak up all the return to youth sports that I can before. The powers that be pull the plug on us all again. Yeah. Um, so we've gotten in I'm, a few I'm baseball getting, games. I'm getting nervous. Yeah, it's it's not going to go well. But we've had uh, some basketball tournaments and baseball and softball. Uh, a good a good three weeks of it now. So we're just kind of trying to cram as much as we can. Had a baseball game tonight. Uh, pulled out of a one-run victory in the bottom of the last inning. Well Which done. Is, yeah, well, luck was we played like dog <clears throat> sack and just kind of got lucky. But we'll the take worst it. of sacks. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the one could say that one could make the argument that hippopotamus sack is probably it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, smells so, like a musty barn. If, if only. I assume. 
I don't. Not a conversation I, for right now, but at I some assume. point in time, I want to know your guys' top five sacks. Uh, oh, ooh, hacky. Half, uh, tenor. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, David Sanborn. <laughs> uh, ben Shapiro and uh, Bradley Cooper's character from Wedding Singer. I can't Not believe we win, a, we win a whole fucking crashers, episode sorry. without talking about Ben Shapiro's response to Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion's wet-ass pussy. A lot more is there to be said. I, there isn't. I just... Well, especially, uh, I, will, I do appreciate you did sneak in a few waps. Wap. <laughs> there was some wap. 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 It's kind of like hot route. You can say hot route or it's wap. Too- <laughs> it means the same thing. It plays same. almost everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it means the same thing. Uh, Both of which wait. translate in in the language that the the queef my homies uh, aliens. <laughs> in that language, WAP means Benito Shapito, cover your eyes. I can't I can't believe that the funny the most American thing you've ever said, Joe. Yeah. Is is when when finally confronted with the proof that there's a, a other life in the galaxy, you call them the queef my homies race of alien. <laughs> where they're from? They're like we're the Targulus. Queef my homie, and you're like that's it. You're that's that it. Now. You know what? <laughs> because I am an American. What kind of food do you eat? I like spaghetti. <laughs> well, hey, good, good call, Queef, my homie alien. <laughs> Ryan, how about you? Fred. What, uh, what would you be geeking out? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow your lead. We, we, uh, fall ball is getting ready to start for, uh, for Macklin, uh, here probably next week. Uh, he just took delivery of his new axe bat, which is awesome. I don't know. What if does you... that mean? I hope that's an actual axe. Yeah, no, badass. The, but it's like a hollow point. <laughs> it would be fucking badass. <laughs> he just, he's got, like, the kid in front of him, the kid in front of him's got a regular baseball bat, and it's like, now up to bat, Macklin Elliott. And he's got just a, like, a, like, Gimli. Fucking Warhammer. Like a fucking, yeah. Yeah, exactly, like a dwarven battle axe. Yeah, and he's like, I don't think that's it. USA Baseball approved. What's you the, what's you, the, you what's better the not hit me with the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the handle is an axe handle. At the bottom, so it doesn't have like a regular ball. Um, so there's there's only one way to index bat in your hand, right? So you you can't you have to hold it a certain way, or it just doesn't feel right in your hand. Mm-hmm. And so because sure. of that, the designers of the bat are able to tell you exactly what part of the bat is going to be hitting the ball. Interesting. So they're able to shift like a like his bat is it's it's an inch. It's an inch longer and three ounces heavier than last year's bat, but he can swing it faster. One, because he's gotten bigger, but also because they've shifted a lot of the weight from the end of the bat and the barrel down into the handle because they can balance it such because they know exactly how the bat. And so your, your swing speed is faster, which means your exit velocity is faster, which I mean, it compounds everything. So he went from being, so we went to the batting cage today and he went from being like a kid who hits like ground balls to the shortstop and second baseman to to I'm driving balls to the outfield because I'm able to swing a heavier bat because even though it's heavier, 
it feels the, lighter in my hand. And, and it's it's USA baseball. USA proof. baseball. The stamp is right on the bat, man. Really? Yep. You That's spent three hundred dollars on a bat. No, 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 no. I bought last year's model for eighty nine dollars. I didn't buy. Uh, yeah, I because I I pull it. I was like Natalie, this is the bat we're getting. And she was like, No, we're not. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then I I found one that was like the right length for him and everything and it was 89 bucks i'll spend 89 bucks yeah where'd you find that send me where you found that at because i should actually buy that for him he needs a new bat for next year yeah i'll send it to you for sure it's a it's a yeah he just went from he i mean he hasn't played baseball in over a year um i know he's gotten he put on 13 pounds and three and a half inches so year over year so he's he i know he's bigger what's he weigh in at now He's still uh, less than 90 pounds, 11 years old, but he's hitting out, but now he's driving balls because his, his, he's got a fucking pretty swing. He just didn't have anything behind it. All right. But now he's got a heavier bat. He's a little bit bigger and he's just driving. Ball. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, like a line drive for the outfield guy now. So, and you know how little league works. Uh, you hit a ball to the guy in left or right field. Most You're likely, a triple. most likely, it's a triple, if not a fucking little league home run. Right. So, and that's what I tried. That's what I kept telling him the day when we got back from the batting cage. We went out in the yard, and I was like, "Okay, just I want." It's hard to see in a batting cage. Hit the ball now, and look where it went in the air, and imagine when you're standing on home plate where that is. So that's where you're driving it to, and. If you got if you hit it, he's a he's kind of a he's, he's a right-handed hitter, but he's a pull hitter, so he okay. hits a lot to right field. All right. And where do you put your worst defensive player? Right field. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, dude, you're gonna be your captain triple on fucking like lazy line drives to right field. So I'm excited. The axe bat was that's really dope. cool. It was a cool purchase, and the science behind it all is cool. And Mookie Betts, yeah. Mookie Betts uses one, and Chris Bryant uses an axe bat, and there's like ten or twelve other guys in the major. They do them in wood. An axe bat. Oh yeah, <laughs> they do them in wood. This is incredibly fascinating. It's science. I would have loved to have like sat there and like listened to all of the engineers talking about this, whatever well, they were going it's, through it's and cool, designing it. It's a cool conversation because, like, you know, in our lifetime, sports really haven't changed. Right. Like at right. a certain point at the generation before us, like there, there used to not be a three point line and there used to not be like dunking wasn't a thing. And then right. this, and I don't know, Nick, you could correct me, but were baskets always at 10 feet. Yes. In the modern era. Okay. And so, okay. Yeah. For all, but like, purposes, so yeah. that, you know, like we're getting as human beings, we're getting bigger and faster and science is, is playing a bigger part in sports. Like we, in baseball, you used to never see the shift where now they've got sabermetrics and it tells you that this guy only hits the ball to the right side of the field. So take your third baseman and put him in short right field to be an extra defender. He's not going to hit it to the other side. So you may as well put your defense where the ball is going to go. Well, you never used to see the shift in baseball. Now you do because science and economics and all that. The ax bat is a change in baseball. Um, you know, eventually you're going to see a football field that's instead of 52 yards wide, it's going to be 70 yards wide because people are just faster and bigger. So it's just, I think it's cool how sports, which seems like a stagnant thing, change. Like sports science to me is fucking cool as shit. 
So I'm with you, Rob. I could fucking, I could, I could have a sports scientists come on and I could talk to them. We, this show would be four hours long. Yeah, I would happily just let them talk at me. Yeah. And try to absorb as much as possible because that's fascinating. Well, it's, I've, I mean, I've asked the question, I think I've even asked them on the show. And Nick, I mean, do you think there, do you think there'll be a major change, major American sport in the next 10 years? <sighs> major change. Uh, like uh like uh you ever no. watch like ice cubes like three on three league yeah it's bad Where they've got that you got it is bad but they've got like that four point circle um it's there like won't a, be anything like, a, like that because they've talked about it for years about that they should raise the height of the goal for the nba because it's just like 12 feet because they're getting yeah. fucking giants yeah so uh, i don't think that there's going to be any major changes in our lifetime but i could see several incremental changes the like change this there would like have to be made. just for the pro game because there's just too many like they'll never change the size of a basketball or the size of a football field because there's just too many in existence to retrofit and right. but you could you could probably see a tweak to professional rules. I would I wouldn't rule that out, but not to like the overall sport right. of one of the major sports. Well, could you, I mean because you couldn't you couldn't raise the the basketball hoop to twelve feet and then expect youths to play on a twelve foot. Well, it, it'd, be, it'd be more like probably like four inches or something like it'd be, that. It'd be like it'd be like ten pros, foot six to just make it. Yeah, but but again. That, that you know that won't happen either because they, you've spent a lifetime of your muscle memory shooting at a certain size goal. I, okay, that was that my up. follow-up question. If I were to take a bat, you're about you were a professional basketball player. Yeah. If you were to raise the hoop right now to ten foot six, would your entire would your entire game change? Like, would you have to relearn how to shoot a basketball? No, no, it, it, because the the motor mechanics are still the same. But you, I mean, you you. You would have to go through it. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd, have to, you'd have to get in a bunch of reps on it. You would mm-hmm. change. You would have to change the way you play. Like you would if just, you're, if you're, just have if, to, I'm a, if I play above the rim at ten feet, I I can't play above the rim at ten six. I'd have to change my. You know, you'd have to, you'd have to actually change your your actual style of play. Yeah, which, but your you know, jump shot wouldn't change. You Not would the way still it looks, this- but it would it would you definitely have to change your okay. adjust your depth perception. It's just mm-hmm. like when you, like in little league, if they if you when you move the mound back six feet, you know, or ten. Well, because that's that's been a talk in baseball for a long time. Not only moving the pitching mound back, but also raising it up higher. Yeah, it wouldn't like fundamentally change the game, but it would take some adjusting to for sure. Huh. Yeah, I could. We could have an entire episode on this, and it would never bother me. No, I could. I could break down all <laughs> for hours upon end. Oh, another thing I've been geeking on. Sorry, I went on a tangent. And I, I'm not forgetting you. Promise. You're good. Um. So this Saturday, we got the golf clubs out, and we're hitting into the front yard. And I've told you about how I I can't hit towards the. If I want to drive at my house, I have to lose a golf ball in the set aside. Right. I can't drive towards the road because I can, I can reach the road and therefore I can hit cars or more importantly, I can hit my in-laws property, which is like buildings and stuff. So we're out hitting. And so I'm chipping and my son's driving and he he can drive. Okay. Um, and Natalie is trying to tell him what he's doing wrong with his swing. And he calls his 
and says like, okay, how about you come out here and hit them? Hmm? Well, Natalie doesn't call. And my, my darling, the love of my life gets out of the seat that she's sitting in. She, we've been day drinking all day. It was the last Sunday. It was her, she went to school on Monday. So Sunday was our last day of summer for her. Right. Right. So we woke up, I made breakfast and we started day drinking. So this is about two o'clock in the afternoon. And my darling, my baby's been drinking since 10. Uh-huh. <laughs> and her son calls her out and she pops right out of her fucking chair. She walks across the basketball court, walks across the yard, grabs his driver, tees up a ball and fucking nuts one across the fucking road <laughs> and hits the fucking tool shed. Well, she's never <laughs> golf. She's never swung a fucking golf club. And she fucking puts the driver down and like looks at Macklin and gives him like finger guns and then sits the fuck back down. And I'm like, I've never been more in love. I've never been more in love with you in my entire life. You've given birth to three of all three of my children. We've done so many. We've been on so many adventures and stuff. And and this day sloppy day drinking on a random Sunday in 2020. And you hit like a 175 yard fucking bomb across the fucking road to shove it in your 11 year olds <laughs> you're the best i and she was like that's it i'm never golfing again never get better than <laughs> no at that point in time you just hang it up <laughs> so anyway joe what do you get okay he couldn't top the golf story <laughs> he's, like, top it. he's like you know what we only had hurricanes and shit come through my little city in illinois fuck it nick did you get hurt with any of that the <sighs> Not, the de rocher or whatever it is we got a i mean we got the storms bad it's some, some shingling and shit we didn't get like the tornadoes and we didn't get massive power outages or anything. I'm, i've been calling it a depeche mode <laughs> that's yeah i've been calling it a leo de Ro- yeah. I've been calling it a rocky road. <laughs> Gross. No, I haven't been calling it that. I've been calling it a derecho. Uh, laptop died. Didn't. Thought I'd make that's, it. That's true, Geek, you know? Yeah. Dead yep. laptop. F's in the chat. No, um, I've been geeking on a show on YouTube called Food Fears with uh, the uh, chef Mythical Josh. Uh, Josh Shear, who is on the Good Mythical Morning podcast uh, slash blog, mm-hmm. um, but sure. he he's got a side show called called Food Fears, where uh, he brings someone on and they have to like they they eat something just absolutely heinous, you know? It'll be like uh, just pig's blood, just straight pig's blood or um, bull penis. Why? And because uh, what he does is after after they taste it uh, in its pure form which is to say uh just boiled for safety uh he then goes and he creates a recipe to make it taste good oh i have seen this yeah and it's just it's just it's just fun i don't know it's it's enjoyable to watch people just be completely disgusted by something and then they come back and they taste it uh after he's he's done his magic and it's like oh this is actually this is actually really good and i don't know what to do with that because i know what it is but <laughs> yeah, it's it's really I enjoy it. Gross. So that's what that's what I've been geeking on this week. Does he make tasty things? He does. He does. 
Um, he did uh, the bull penis into a uh, a pizza mm-hmm. um, that looked like a really good pizza. If you didn't know it was bull penis, you you'd be like, "Oh, a sausage pizza." Neat. Uh, you know, just just looking at it. Um, what else did he? He did uh, tarantula cookies. Um, for uh, Terry Crews was actually on it in the spring. He did uh, turkey testicle mac and cheese. Which was interesting. Te- I, testicles don't scare me. Yeah, testicles don't bother me. Uh, Terry Terry Crews was real grossed out by it. I've never ate one, but there's a town about half hour north of me, and the American Legion puts on a thing. At, well, not this year reasons, but yeah. they put on a uh, like a like a Rocky Mountain Oyster Festival, right? Well, they just call it a testicle fry. Oh, I didn't know that. They just go right after. How progressive! It's a testicle fry. And nice. they just and it's supposedly it's like eating a fried mushroom. You, yeah, you that's try right. and you, you let me know. He he well, treated I, it like lobster in his dish. I would love to try it. I've never tried it. I think I'm into it. I would I love, love is a strong word for testicles. testes. Atta boy. <laughs> I just that will be a keeper. Yep. Well, <laughs> you, you should. Yeah, we'll make sound bites out of that. I'm sure. I love, I love testicles. That's a great Joe. Put that on your sound drop board, will you? Yep. Oh, God. I love testicles. Perfection. I'll say it again. It's also a show title. Nice. Well, oh, if God. you liked what you heard, and you would uh, like to, uh, I don't know, move us up the charts for whatever the algorithm at iTunes is you could stop in at iTunes, the purple icon. You could go to uh, GeekCast live. You can give us five stars and then you can give us a written review. Um, tell us how you feel about testicles. Yeah. Tell us what you think about <laughs> testicles in whatever, whatever way you want to say, whatever it. context. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they make nothing you could need go a, wrong here. Maybe they make you want a bucket and a mop. Um, yeah. As, as Benny Shaps. Yeah. Cause you, you got yourself a wet, Ass P word. Wow. Wow. As, as old Benny Shaps would say. Gross. He'll say ass <sighs> and wet, yep, but he won't say pussy. He's the worst. Benny Shaps? Yeah, he sure <laughs> is. Uh, maybe if I Watch talk fast enough, you won't Amazon. notice. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all I got. It's, it's plenty. Uh, especially if you go to the Twitter and the Facebook machine. You can talk to us and stuff. All you have to do is type in Geekcast Live and check out the website that I made for us. Yeah. It's violentpreps.com. You did, I made that. You did make that website. Hey, I and check, check specifically, check me out. I'm getting back on the Twitter. Geekcast Ride. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doubling back in the Twitter for this Hot. final push of the election season. Nice. My girl. My girl, nice. girl, same. The best <laughs> gift ever. Hey there, everybody. Nico here from the GeekCast Live podcast. We, as always, want to take a minute to give a tremendous thanks, a sincere thanks, and shout out to all of our patrons, uh, sponsors, and supporters. Without you guys, this train wreck couldn't happen. So uh, thank you. Especially the one and only Mama Bear, the one and only Poly Nerds, Brandon Rust, old Pistol Pete DeCilio, Stewie from Queens, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lada Bartova, Danger Johnson, Darnell Savage, Dave the Fish, Christian Ramos, 
Davo Seaworth, big time Timmy Jim, Rob from Boston, uh, Alicia McGuire, the old K-Man, and uh, Six Finger Emily. You guys absolutely rock. Check this.